As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to For Amore Radio, your power station with powerful teachings from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Charles E. Brown with Prevailing Faith Broadcast. I'm the pastor of Prevailing Faith Bible Church located at 1111 Plaza Boulevard in Monroe, Louisiana. God has afforded us this opportunity to share a word of truth. We've been invited by Dr. Amori and my beloved friend, Pastor Dennis Hamilton. We take this opportunity seriously because we got so much going on and we need to put ourselves in a position that you can hear a word from God that will encourage you, enlighten you, correct you, and lead you that you might be fulfilling what God has promised. My favorite scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So what that says to me, and it should say to you also, if we would put our heart, our trust, our life in his word, he will give us the strength and the ability to get past everything we're dealing with because there's a lot of things going on. I take him at his word. He said in Jeremiah, he says, he created the heavens and the earth and there's nothing too hard for God. And I believe that God can get us through what we're dealing with. So if you let everyone know, every Monday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, Prevailing Faith Broadcast will be airing. You can also find us on Facebook under Prevailing Faith Church. So we want to be an honor and an inspiration to each and every one that will open up their hearts and hear thus saith the Lord. So let everyone know we're coming on the air. So tell one and all that we're going to be here each Monday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Pastor Charles Brown with Prevailing Faith Bible Church right here in beautiful Monroe, Louisiana. I thank you for being a part of what God has called us to do as we share. The title of tonight's message is real simple, My Opinion. And um, I'm, if you give me a few moments, I'm going to show you where that came from or what am I talking about. Because with all this stuff going on, I know all of you are uh, trying to figure out what in the world happened 
last week when people totally disregard the truth or disregarded what the laws of the land are and really made a mockery and an embarrassment of the democracy that we enjoy in this wonderful country we call the United States of America. But I want to show you uh, what God has to say about it according to his word. Because I, I say this statement, and uh, before I get started, I'm going to invite God to help me so I can share what he wants me to say and not what I may think or what I may feel. So uh, let me go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we honor you this afternoon as we take a time to open up our spirit, soul, and body to you to invite you, the King of kings, Lord of lords, Hosanna in the highest, that we might honor you and do what you call us to do and say what you call us to say, that we might minister your truth with, with accuracy, and that we will yield our spirit, soul, and body to you, that we fulfill exactly what you call us to do. For, Father, we recognize you as the creator of the universe, the heavens and the earth, and we recognize our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as our deliverer, as our, as our Savior. And we recognize your spirit, the Holy Ghost, who lives in every heart of every born-again believer. And Father, we thank you as we come before you, opening up our hearts to you, that you might reveal to us your divine purpose and direction that we might see and hear you speak to our hearts like never before. Now, I named this uh, my opinion. Now, one of the things you have to remember is what is the definition of opinion? That's where we want to start at. Uh, an opinion is a belief, a judgment that rests on the grounds insufficient to produce complete certainty. So it's saying to us that opinion <laughs> can be based on absolutely uncertainty, on untruths. An opinion is based on a personal view, attitude, or what you apprise or what you appraise the value to be. And what I want to set this straight and what God gave me this is it comes from Joshua 24 verse 15 because it's a very uh, powerful scripture. Joshua had been in this circumstance. He'd, he'd witnessed um, the oppressions of the Egyptians. He saw God deliver them as they cried out to God. And he went through, uh, he went through a tremendous time, Joshua and Caleb, because they were the two that made it from Egypt, made it through the crossing of the Red Sea, made it through the wilderness, and made it to the part where they would see the promised land. And what, and what God always reminds me is that when Joshua and Caleb were going through the promised land, that you remember in scriptures, I think it's in Numbers, that God tells us, he says, there's certain ones that won't get there because of their beliefs or non-belief. And, but what, what always chilled me is that Joshua and Caleb had to remain faithful to God when they witnessed all their relatives, their friends, all of them died because he had to, God had to allow that generation of doubters to get out of the way. And some would put it this way, those that had that slave mentality, that they were bound to what they had experienced and not open to what God is trying to lead them in. And, and what helps me so much with God is that life is a journey. It's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. Because a sprint is over in, that, what, 50 yards, 100 meters or whatever. And uh, a marathon is over in 26 miles and but a journey, it means that this is a lifetime. This is a lifespan. And I endeavor that my lifespan and those that God allow me to have influence with will be to in, 
is to bring God into this thing that they call a journey. And I got this from Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, Joshua 24, verse 15. It's a familiar verse of scripture when you say it. He says, the King James Version, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you, the, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood and the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye, do, ye dwell. But as for me, this is a statement that Joshua was making. As for me and my house, the ones that I'm responsible for, he says, we will serve the Lord. Now, I, and what, where I got the word opinion from is because one of the things that we have to remember, God allows us to make the decision. He allows us to decide if we're going to serve him or not. Now, I have a point. What I'm trying to get to is that because what we saw, people with signs up saying Jesus 2020, we saw people that were members of a local church or members that had a cross or they, they there were people that were there breaking the law. And I'm trying to understand it from the Bible. How did they get there? And so when I look at the complete English version, this is what he says. He says, but if it seems wrong in your opinion to serve the Lord. Now, what that came to me is there were people who believed they were right. But the problem is they went there on their opinion. And I, I say this, and I say this with res respect to you as well as to myself. When it comes to the word of God, your opinion doesn't matter because his word was before any of us were created. His word is infallible. I love that word, infallible. It means that it was designed by God. It has no, has no weaknesses. It has no deception. It has only the gospel of truth. But what we have to remember, and you know, and, and this is what God helped me, because no government that we're experiencing in this time is all based on the word of God. It's based on the opinions of people. And so that's what happens. People have based their opinions on what they think the government should be. And that's why they were out there protesting, rioting, taking excrement of their body and placing it and degracing or, or, or defaming, or defaming a place that we have recognized as a symbol of our democracy because of their opinion. Now, I'm sure from the response that I saw some of them they would argue you down that God told them to do it. But then I'm going to look at the word of God because remember what I said. God's word is not based on man's opinion. Yes, he used men to, to write the word. But if you, as you study the word of God, you will see that this didn't come from a man. It had to come from God because he tells us in Isaiah, he says, his ways... His thoughts are not our ways because if we would go by our ways, we would think we were right because the person that we thought should have been elected or wasn't elected, that we should ride and, and, and defame the Constitution of the United States. Now, remember, it's a beautiful document. The Constitution of the United States of America was written in the, early, I mean, the late 1700s by a bunch of dedicated men who were primarily believers, Christians. But this is what you have to hear. It had to be amended. The word of God cannot be amended. It either is the truth or it's not the truth. And so what I'm trying to get you to hear is where they missed it was they were putting up a person or a person's belief without 
looking at it according to the will of God. Because the word of God will tell you if you're following God or if you're not. But now remember now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, God created you with a spirit, a soul, and a body. Now the distinction is your spirit, the innermost you, or your conscience. That's the place where God lives in a born-again believer. But your mind, your will, and your emotion is in your soul between your two ears. And it can be reason, because I always go back to this, this person who was a president of an accredited university with multiple degrees. But in their mind, they convinced that life wasn't worth living. And unfortunately, they jumped off an eight-story building to their death. Because in their mind, they thought they were right. But then your body, your body is what allows you to be a part of this earth. Because if you don't have a body, we bury you. So what am I trying to say? When you're going by God, you have to go by what his word says, which is, and then you have to go by how his spirit reveals the word. Because the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the great teacher. What does the Holy Spirit teach you? He teaches you, thus saith the Lord. He reveals himself to you. And so what I'm trying to say is this, or what I believe God wants me to say, is that if you look at what was going on, how could you go and do this? Where in the Bible does God tell you to do that? That's a good question. Because he tells us in Romans 8, I love this. Because he tells us in Romans 8, verse 14 and verse 16, he says how once you're born again. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can be led by the Spirit of God. Well, God will lead you by his word and his spirit. He will lead you because in verse 15, I think it is, he says, now you can call him Abba Father. Father, because whatever you do, now that you belong to God, now that you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're not your own anymore. So that means I, I'm going to take the word and he says, seek ye first, not second, third, and fifth, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. There was no righteousness out there where you would go and you become a mob. I heard them saying, uh, hang pence, uh, uh, um, uh, take Pelosi's life. This is not what God tells us to do. Well, how do you know that? It's real simple. Read the word. John 13 and 13. I'm sorry, 13. Big John 13 and 34. He tells you how to serve God. He says it very simply and emphatically. 
I saw Jesus 2020 out there. Well, let's look and see what Jesus says. The first thing that we have to do, John 13 and look at verse 34. A new commandment. A commandment means that God is speaking to the believers. And he's telling them, this is what you have to do if you're going to serve me. And he says, a new commandment that I give you, he's talking to believers, that you hate one another, that you mob and, and defame the government of the United States. No, that's not what he says. He says that you love one another. How? As I have loved you. This does not look like what we saw on, June, on January 6th. I saw hatred in us being shown. I heard there were people with pipe bombs. There were people with uh, um, those plastic things to, to secure people. I heard people that had put out nooses out there. This is deplorable. This is not what God wants. He clearly tells us, and this is what helps me so much when I think about God. <clears throat> Excuse me. He told us in Proverbs 11, he says, winning the loss is wisdom. I tell you what, let's go there. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. What am I doing? I'm giving up my opinion and I'm taking on the word of God because my opinion can be influenced by what I see, how I feel. Come on now. You never made that prayer when you said, Lord, <laughs> Lord, what's taking you so long? Well, when I trust God in his word, I have to look to his word, not what's going on or how I feel. But Proverbs 11 and 30, he says, the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And he, she, they are them that when it sows, is wise. So what they're saying to us, God is more interested in you winning the loss than anything else. But the key to that is, he didn't say legislate. He didn't say make laws to win the loss. He's saying to win them. How are we supposed to win them, God? Win them by loving them. Loving them with the love of the Lord, loving them with the wisdom and the knowledge of God, loving with them with the understanding and the leadership of the Spirit of God so that we can reach them. Because, see, this is the part, I, and, 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 you know, I know, I'm aware of what God says about um, uh, abortion, what he says about same-sex marriages, or what he says about, I know what he says about homosexuality. But this is a part you have to hear. He did not say to bring laws to make people stop sinning. You can't. Only God can change the heart of a person. And the key to that is that person has to be willing to let God change them. So our part, I get this from Luke 10. He says there, the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. So I pray, God, that the those, that are, those that are not hearing from you, that they will have ears to hear. Those that can't see your truth, Lord God, that they will have eyes to see. And that we're going to walk in such a way, because the Bible clearly says in Revelation, he says, they were won by the blood, the precious, sinless blood of Jesus. They were won by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Not them legislating them, not them creating laws, because that's what a local government or a national government is. It is of the people. That's what Abraham Lincoln spoke in his Gettysburg Address, talking about we are for the, uh, the government is for the people, of the people. Yeah, men created the government, but God created the Bible. And he gives us specific instructions. Because I've been, I've been a part of the American uh, government all my life. But I don't remember anywhere it says that we love one another. 
But that's what the Bible says. If we're going to fulfill, if we're going to be who God called us to be or enjoy what God, we're going to have to give up our opinion. And we're going to have to make a decision. God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm not going to be deter I'm not going to let the foolishness of men. I'm not going to let people who have, who don't have um, good common sense to think that they're going to go out there and take advantage of the American government. God called this country to give us a chance to decide to love him. He's not going to force us. If there's anything you can question God is, God, why you didn't make me love you? Because he does not want robots. He wants those who want him. And so I made the decision, what about you? That I'm going to put God first in my life. I'm not going to run from God. I'm going to let him help me make the hard choices. And the hard choices is if my candidate didn't win, I'm not going to fall out. I'm going to go to God and say, Lord God, you got to help me. Or you got to tell me what to do, what to pray for whoever's in office. Because I promise you, when a candidate gets in the office, 99% of them tell you all they're going to do. <laughs> But then when they get in the office, they're going to find that some of it they can't do because we are in a democratic nation. Oh, I understand. Some of them will just outright lie. But what I'm trying to get you to hear is I can't fall apart because somebody is in a position of authority who has the epitome of wrong thinking. Because for me, I go back to uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. You got to decide you want to be under good leadership. You want to be on a leader that you can always depend on. And one of the key things that you'll find out about a good leader is they walk in love and they won't lie to you. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So I'm getting rid of my opinion because my opinion doesn't matter. It's what God says. So I'm letting God change me on the inside out. Because he told me in Romans 12, he says, let me renew your mind. Let me help you learn how to think the right way. Because I know it. people lost their lives, people have lost their jobs, people are being condemned for the foolishness they did. And by the time they get through with those federal charges, is that uh, the minimum I heard is 10 years. And anybody know anything about uh, federal crime, you do the whole 10. <laughs> and you have 10 years to find out, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done what I did. Because there's a better way if a candidate is in office that you think is not doing right or you think there was a, there was a wrong way that the election was done, there's a better way. First, you got to get God involved. And God's not going to have you like a complete fool Go out there and decimate the, uh, 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 the, the federal building. Run in there and spread human waste all over the place. That's not God's way. God's way is to win them with wisdom. Win them with the love of God. Because remember, if Jesus would have did what y'all did, we never would have made it to the cross. He'd have been lost because he's told them, he says, I have a legion of angels that I can call at any time. But I'm doing this, as he says in 1 Peter 2.21, to give you an example. If you will learn to love God and love people the way I love them and trust me, not the ungodly circumstances, he told you, he says, I'm going to deliver you out of this. Now, they got people that uh, two weeks ago was in church lifting their hands, thanking God. Now, you're going to put your hands behind your back and have to deal with restraints. But look what he says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Jesus is the word. His name means Jehovah salvation. I look to him because he is the author and he is the gift of salvation to the believer. So that means I'm going to change me. Well, I'm going to let God change me. And then he says, 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That word author means the chief leader. Glory to God. Jesus Christ is our chief leader if you're a born-again believer. So I'm not going to get up there and embarrass my, embarrass my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm not going to embarrass my company, I'm, country. I'm not going to embarrass my church. I'm not going to embarrass the people that thought I knew God. No, I'm going to say, all right, Jesus, I don't agree with the election. I don't agree with what happened. Show me how do we stop this? Because I've been to, I've had the pleasure of being out, going out of the country on several occasions. And I saw some places that were very pretty, very beautiful. But y'all can say what you will or may, but still there's no better country on earth than the United States of America. And we have opportunities. And we have a choice. And so if we don't agree, let's go through the process. You know, I live in a college or a university, and I ride through there on numerous occasions. And not one time have they pulled me over and said, we're going to give you a degree, we're going to give you a master's or doctorate. Why? Because I'm not taking the time to enroll into that particular university and fulfill the, the proper courses. What am I trying to say? I'm not going through the process. If you don't like who's in charge, let's go through the process. Not try and tear down what people have put in place by the hands of God that we can do it the proper way. But no, you get there and embarrass yourself. <laughs> and then what really tickles me, I was raised in the 50s and the 60s. And I remember when certain people would get in front of a crowd and if they say things, it's that same principle that it's against the law to go into a crowded movie theater. Y'all probably forgot that by now. And say fire. Because it creates mayhem. It creates unsettling. As a matter of fact, I think about it some number of years ago. I was at a concert with, uh, I shouldn't tell y'all this, with uh, uh, Rick James and Tina Marie. And I don't know if somebody set off a firecracker or a gun. Or I don't know what it was, but the people started running. And before they ran, they had all these cute little tents and little ice chests sitting up there for the concert. But when, when Mayhem hit that concert, they forgot all about who was performing, and they started running. and It, it was chaos everywhere, and that's what you witnessed. But Hebrews 12 and 2. Now, this won't make sense to non-believers because non-believers thinks it was okay to go there and make a mockery of the United States of America, to think a few misguided, immoral, ungodly people can stop what God is trying to do in this country. I understand one candidate got 75 million votes, but according to the laws of the land and according to the procedures, you only need to have one more vote than the other opponent to win the election, or 1%. So what are we going to do? We're not going to throw up our hands and throw, out, throw the baby out with the dirty diapers. We're going to clean the baby up, and we're going to put on fresh diapers, and we're going to get together and find out how we're going to go. We got too many things coming against us to be concerned about who's in office. We need to be on our face before God, Believe in God that whoever's in office, whoever's in authority, will make wise choices because we got too much dependent upon this. This past year, we lost over 300,000 innocent people because of mismanagement with the coronavirus. 300,000 people. That's what we need to be focusing on, how we can stop this thing. Not the economy, because guess what? The economy is in trouble because we did not manage it properly. I understand. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I know sickness and disease comes from the pits of hell. I know where it came from. But what do we do when we recognize it's from the pits of hell? You know, I, I hear people, and I believe in the in the power of miraculous healing. I believe in it. I've witnessed it. I've been a part of it. But hey, you go to the doctor. The doctor says you have hypertension. You need to lose some weight. You need to change your eating habits. You need to take medication. Well, I'm going to lay hands on me. And I'm going to believe God, I'm going to go to a meeting, I'm going to believe God to get healed. I'm not saying that God wouldn't heal you, but your body was made from this earth. If you want to be here and your body is still showing you have hypertension, you better take that medication. You better change your eating habits. You better work out because in Mark 16, he says, we shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. He promised to heal you, but he didn't tell you how. How may mean you have to have a medical procedure. How may mean you need to go to another doctor, change your eating habits. How may mean you have to monitor your body because your body is natural. So what am I trying to get you to hear? Get rid of your opinion. Let's go with what the word says. Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before us, him endured the cross. Go through the process, people. Quit running from the process. The process is get born again. The process is study the word to show show that self-approved. The process is become a part, a good member of a local church. A process is keep praying and seeking the Lord that you can be an asset and and not be a deficit. Why? God needs people he can trust. That could be why we're still going through waiting to see when Jesus is coming back. He's trying to get the right mix. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And that's what we see. So many people, I don't want to go through nothing. If God don't do it right now, I'm just going to give up. No, I'm going to trust God whether it happens the moment the hour, because I know what he says in Daniel. Daniel says, I come for your words. The moment, the hour, the second you say it, the anointing has been released. And in the spirit realm, I have it. So all I'm doing is, I know God. And the longer it takes, the better it's going to be. But I'm going to stand on this word. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to get caught up in my opinion. Because I know my opinion can change. I know, because one week I want to wear green, next week I want to wear yellow, the next week I want to wear red. Opinions change, but the word of God does not change. Hebrews 13, he says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to change. And if you want what God has, you're going to have to be willing to say, Lord, I give up my opinion. I give up me. I give up my thoughts because, Lord, my thoughts have been wrong. Oh, my goodness. I I think about it all the time. I'm from Louisiana, and my family, my mother, my father were both born in different parts of East Feliciana Parish. And this man was celebrating his 30 years on the earth, which is fine. You should. But he ran into a car 
with seven people in it. And five people lost their lives immediately. Two lived for a few more days. And come to find out he was drunk. In his opinion, he thought he should have celebrated his birthday, which I agree. In his opinion, he thought he should drink. But obviously, he should have called a cab or Uber or Duba or whatever. But no, he was on his opinion. He used wrong judgment. And that's the problem with opinions. If you do not take the time and go to God, you're going to end up with wrong judgment. He says, God's word in that same scripture, Hebrews 12 and 2. We must focus on Jesus, the word. John says, became flesh and dwelt among us. We must focus on what the word. It's not that God wants anybody. He's not going to let you get away with it. But he has a plan for why he puts up one and puts down another. You don't know. And so your part, because I've listened to people. I've listened to people. They hate one candidate more than another. Where is that in the Bible? Where does God tell you to hate anybody? Tells you to hate sin. Hate the devil, but don't hate people. Ephesians 6, he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and high places. And that's what helped me. That's why I, I do my best. Not to let the foolishness of men or, or the people who do things that I, that I can see that dishonor God or they embarrass me or put me in a difficult position. I got to love them. God told me to love people. So that means if I got to love them, I can't hate them. That's like all in water. You can take all in water and put it together. They will not mix. They're there, but they won't mix. They're different. I always remember I worked at Exxon Refinery in Baton Rouge, Louisiana some years ago. And I, they probably still had it. But in the back of the plant towards the river, they had this place they called the separator. And what they would do is they had a sewage line throughout the plant and all the fluids would go to the back. and had this big machine that would separate the oil from the water. And they would recycle it because they knew oil and water would not mix. And he says, we must focus on Jesus. Are your decisions focused on the word of God? The source and goal of our faith. We saw the joy. He saw the joy ahead of him. There is a great joy. I know in this life it's test trials and tribulations. I know in this life there are times you're like, Lord, where you at in this? But you got to remember, he said, I'm not leave, I'll not leave you nor forsake you. He's in your heart when you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. He says, we must focus on Jesus, the source and the goal of our faith. We saw the joy ahead of him. So he endured the cross. He endured the death on the cross. Remember, the way we got born again is based on Rome. Romans 10 and 9, that we confess Jesus Christ. We believe that he was actually born to this earth. We believe that he was persecuted and suffered beyond measure. You know that movie, um, um, now I can't think of the name of it, but uh, they, they depicted Jesus, they rated it X because of the violence as he was doing a depiction of what Jesus went through. But if you read Isaiah, he said he was beating me on human recognition. He was hideous. He did all that for us. But he says in Romans, I'm sorry, 1 Peter 2 and 24, he says, by his stripes, he says he allowed himself to be bitten, beaten so that by his stripes we were healed. So I'm not going to put him back on the cross. I'm not going to let sickness and disease rule my life. I'm going to keep saying, thus saith the Lord, by his stripes we were healed. And he says we must focus. This is Hebrews 2, 
12, verse 2, God's word. We must focus on Jesus. Obviously, those people out there were not focusing on Jesus. And then what tickles me, some prominent business people, <laughs> then they said, well, when I saw that was going, I left. There were signs. The, the words that people say, words have power. And if the words are not used properly, they will work against you instead of for you. Isaiah says, my words, God says, my words shall not return unto me void, but they shall accomplish everything I said them. Well, the opposite works of that too. If you're telling people or you're inciting people who are vulnerable, who don't know how to follow God, you're trying to incite them to show up that this was robbed from you. No, I always go back to this statement. I got it from John Maxwell. Everything rises and falls at leadership. If you didn't win the election, if the election was compromised under your watch, then you're the one that needs to go to God and say, God, how did I miss it? You're the one that was leading it. You're the one that was, that's in charge. It's your responsibility. Instead of crying about it, go find out from God, how did I miss it? Where did I miss it? Because this is a democracy. We get to vote. Thank God we do. He said, we must focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. He saw the joy ahead of him, so he endured the death on the cross and ignored the disgrace. <clears throat> Let me tell you, people are going to think you crazy because you stuck out with God. Oh, but he, these people here, you know, if you listen to what God is saying, he wants you to live a life that will draw people to him, not you personally. But draw, He says if you lift him up and draw people unto him, that's what he wants us to do. Lead a life that reflects him so he can win them and then people will stop divorcing. You won't need divorce laws because they, they recognize they went to God and they're honoring God and they're doing what is right. You won't need laws to tell people to stop stealing because they love God and they love people and they won't do what's right before God. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's the way God wants us to do it. Not take it upon ourselves and uh, create mayhem and, and put his name out there. Jehovah saves. 2020. Jehovah saves. That's what Jesus' name translates in the meaning. He says, Hebrews 12, verse 2, God's word. We must focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. Is that true for you? He saw the joy ahead of him, so he endured death. Let me tell you, I've been preaching for a number of years. And we've had to endure so many things here recently. Our service has been shuttered. We can't see and touch the people like we used to. And then what tickles me, we got people that are viewing in their 80s, praise the Lord. Never even thought about opening up Facebook or YouTube or anything. But because of what we've been forced to do, let me tell y'all, let me help y'all. The word of God is going to go out some way no matter what, the word has to be preached because God promised the second coming of Jesus will only come after everybody has a choice to accept him as Lord. And so the word's going to come out and we all got to be wearing space suits. Or we are, we're going to be, we're going to congregate together. So don't be concerned. Use whatever mechanism is out there, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, television, whatever mechanism Share, thus saith the Lord. Remember, we want to lift up the Lord. Amen. So Jesus endured the death on the cross and ignored the disgrace. I'm not disgraced because of who's in office. I'm praying for them. The Bible told me, pray for them to have leadership over you. 
If they won't obey God, I know what's going to happen. They're going to be removed from office. They're going to be removed from promotion. I don't have to be concerned. I got to trust God, not me taking the law into my own hands. He says, so Jesus endured the cross, the death of the cross, ignored the disgrace it brought him. Then he received the highest position in heaven. Look, I thank God for this wonderful thing called life we have on earth. But there's another life that's coming. Glory to God. There's another life that I'm not, that whenever I close my eyes, now he promised me Genesis 6 and 3, 120 years. Well, what if you don't get it? Won't because I didn't ask for it. Won't, be, won't because I'm not believing God for it. But whenever I close my eyes and whenever my spirit leaves my body, I want to ensure that I get to heaven and get my heavenly reward. I don't have time to go out there and act a fool with people that are not listening to God. <laughs> I don't have a time to be caught up in wrong leadership. This is what God reminded me. You know, if you look at 1 Timothy, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, Lord, thank you for reminding me. Is that 1 Timothy chapter 3? If a person couldn't qualify to be a deacon in the Bible, that's telling you something. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the bishop part because the quality is about the same. Because look what he says. In, um, where is it, Lord? Oh, yeah. In verse 8 in 1 Timothy 3 and 8. Likewise, must the deacons be grave. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Not double turn. In other words, why would you put somebody in a position who won't tell you the truth? Uh, and I, I watched them and some candidates. One even became president. He could go into one setting of people and go to another because he could blend in. He could work the crowd. But I understand this. He says, double tongue, not giving much to wine and not greedy or filthy lucre. You don't want somebody in authority that's going to constantly lie to you, one that's going to stay drunk. That's what he's talking about, a high on drugs. You don't want somebody in, in, in a position of authority who's after just for money. Everything is about money. Because I can tell you now, none of us have enough, but for us to get what God has, we got to be willing to share it. And then look what he says here in verse, where is it, verse 9? And see, and let these also be proven. And that's what I see so many times. Because somebody is successful in one area, you think they're successful in all areas. We're human beings. None of us are perfect. Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth was the only one that was perfect. And so just because you're a success in medicine doesn't mean you're a success in law. Just because you're successful in medicine or you're successful in, in uh, law doesn't mean you're successful in engineering. It's not doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's just that that's not your level of expertise. But what he's saying is before you put somebody, you elect somebody, find somebody that's been proven. <laughs> you put somebody who's not been proven in the highest office, one of the things I can tell you, money and power will reveal your heart. When you get power and money, everybody's going to know if your heart belongs to God because it's going to expose it. Because when you get power, you want to, if you got the love of God, you want to do like, um, 
a good leader is not what he can get out of people, but what he can bring out of people. See, that's why so many people enjoy a good coach. A good coach can bring the best out of the players and help them get to the next level. See, and then there's been other coaches that they're only good for that level. There was one coach in particular, I'm not going to say his name, but I, this is what I was quoted. He's dead and gone anyway, but he could get everything out of his college players. That's why he wins so many championships. But they couldn't make it in the pros because he got everything out of them at the college level. Well, there are some coaches that can get everything out of you at all the different levels, get it out of you in the college level, and then get you in the pros. That's why I give a shout-out to Coach Ogeron for the LSU Fighting Tigers. They had over 30-something drafted last year because he took these kids and he made them perform and get a flawless year at LSU. I'm an LSU fan. And they were able to take what they learned and a lot of them are playing in the pros. Matter of fact, uh, some former players are going to be playing during the postseason. So what I'm saying is a good leader can get the best out of you. That's why you don't want to put a novice in the position of authority. And then look at what he says. Then let the, the office of the deacon being found blameless. In other words, someone that lives in righteousness. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Well, look at verse 11. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. Now, it's the other part that's going to disqualify a lot of us. Verse 12, he says, and, and let the deacon be the husband of one wife, ruling the children in their households well. Why? If you keep going in and out of marriages, it shows instability. I'm not telling you marriage is easy. I've been married over 41 years, and I'm a work in progress. My wife is saved. But what I'm trying to get you to hear, follow the same. Follow the same. If someone has not been responsible in their personal relationships, in their financial relationships, even in their interactions with other people, they're not going to change unless they let God into them, into their heart. You know, and, and, and that's what, you know, um, so bright about the Me Too movement. Because people in authority, people with money, have gotten away for so long misusing their position, taking advantage of young and aspiring people wanting to get a promotion or get into position, and they used it because they had wrong conception of what good leadership is. I don't want to be that person. What about you? So I gotta make a decision. Am I gonna take this declaration that God gives me from Joshua chapter twenty-four? He says, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision. No matter what, whatever I have to give up, whatever I have to give, I'm gonna make a determination that I'm gonna serve the Lord. And that's me. I you know, I've had the I've had the fortune of being able to make that decision. Because a lot of people don't get to make that decision. They missed it. And I always remember when someone told me that one of the greatest places where dreams die is a graveyard. There's so many people that, that are in the grave that miss the opportunity. So I don't want that to happen to me. What about you? I want to enjoy this wonderful thing that they call life. We want to live it to the fullest. And I found this to be true. For me to succeed with that, I had to make a decision. Lord, I'm going to give up me and I'm going to let you in. Because I, see, I was, a, I was raised in the church. And when I got old enough to quit, I did. And it cost me, oh my God, cost me over 20 years of my life. And I remember that scripture in Ephesians says, redeeming the time. Quit wasting time. Those people wasted their time. Now I hear that they're even more threatened. 
Nigga, you're wasting time. God's not in it, and if God's not in it, you're going to fail. The key to success is putting God first and then following his leadership. And then you have, like he says in, in uh, Jeremiah 32 and 17, I believe it is, he says, God the Father is the creator of the heavens and earth, and nothing shall be impossible for him. Then he says in the several places in the Bible, if you can believe, all things are possible. So if I can believe his word, if I can trust his word to lead me, even though it looks insurmountable, even though the elected may or may have been stolen, even though the wrong person is in authority, but I believe in God, God's going to make this thing work for my good. That's the way God works. You got to believe his word, not what you can see in the natural. Not because somebody is charismatic. Somebody has has illusions of grandeur. You've got to believe the word. You've got to take your heart and say, Lord, I'm letting you in. I'm letting you have your glorious and magnificent way. Because I'm going to put myself in a position that I trust you. So, and this is a statement we all have to make. Do we want God's best? And then we have to keep reminding ourselves that God doesn't go back on his word and neither will I. So Lord, I'm giving you my heart. I'm not taking it back. I belong to you. Whatever you can do with this life, whatever life I have left, I always think about my great uncle. Um, when everybody was getting baptized, he would always run. He would never commit to the Lord. And then he was in his late 70s or early 80s, and he was diagnosed with cancer. And then, then he wanted to give his life to the Lord, which I, I thank God for his grace because he had a chance to get it right. But I never forget, um, he wanted to be baptized, but he wanted to be baptized in the creek he ran away from. So all of us, you know, uh, a lot of people was out there in the middle of nowhere in East Louisiana Parish. Let me tell you, there's not a whole lot of people there. But it's a beautiful country. That's where my family started. But he had to go to the creek where he ran from. And we were all out there. It was all on the radio. And i never forget the words my great uncle said. His nickname was Uncle Buck. He said, don't wait. Don't wait like I did. And I always go back to what God says in Ephesians, the redeeming the time. Let's not wait. We got too much at stake. We got a chance to turn this pandemic around, stop this coronavirus. We got a chance. We got a chance to so because I always remember this about God. I learned this in civics and then God translated into the word. When in during the times of famine and great oppression and depression, promotion is available. If you will go to God and say, God, show me, he will promote you in this time of famine and he will put you in a position of victory because you're not wasting time. You're going to have to go to God, people. You're going to have to put him first to help you get out of this mess called life. To make you victorious, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14, my favorite scripture. Thanks be unto Christ, who always leads us in Christ Jesus to victory, to triumph. So that's what I'm going to do. And I, I trust that you'll open up your heart and let God use you. Well, I thank you for listening. I thank you for opening up your heart. I want to share this with you because I want to take a few moments before I go. To give you a chance to hear this prayer. It's a very uh, uh, simple prayer. It's based on Romans 10, verse 9. If you will take a moment, bow your head, close your eyes, and open your heart and speak through your mouth. And say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you were born to this earth, that you suffered. You beat beyond human recognition. 
but I believe that you died for me on the cross. But I thank God on the third day you rose from the grave. And now you're seated at the right hand of the Father in the position of an authority. I invite you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and not only be in my heart, to be the Lord of my heart. According to the word of God, I am now and forever born again in Jesus' holy name. Now the second part of this prayer is based on 1 John 1 and 9. Because you have to pray this constantly because you're human we make mistakes. But it simply says it like this. Says with me, say, Father, Father God, you promised me that if I repent of anything I said and did against you, you're faithful and just to forgive me of anything I've done against my fellow man, myself, or anyone else, or you. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. And Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask forgiveness and I receive it now in Jesus' holy name. Well, praise the Lord. We thank you for being a part of Prevailing Faith Broadcast. You can find us on Facebook at Prevailing Faith Ministries. You can find us on YouTube at Prevailing Faith Ministries. Uh, and we each Tuesday at high noon, you can come on YouTube or 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 uh, Facebook and be in prayer with us. We take thirty minutes to pray for the needs of the community. And then each Wednesday night at seven p.m. You can see a live broadcast of our um, Wednesday night Bible study and 10.30 on Sunday morning. So we encourage you to email me, Pastor at Prevailing Faith Ministries, I'm sorry, Pastor at PrevailingMinistries.com or inbox me. Let me know if God has been a blessing to you through our ministry. Well, we love you with the love of the Lord. We wish nothing but grace and mercy to operate in your lives. And thank you for being a part of what God has called us to do. Stay safe, stay healthy, put on your PPE, personal protection equipment. I need you here on this earth. There's no need of you rushing to heaven. Amen. God bless you. Pastor Charles E. Brown. Wishing you the best in Jesus' name. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.